The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to our show. Man, things are moving, shaking, and popping in Raider Nation. There's a lot going on in Alameda, and it's a good thing because this is the change we've been looking for. We're going to hit on that and more here on show 334. On today's show, there will be the coaching carousel, almost coming to a stop. Got plenty of coaches on board. Looks like we're just adding a few pieces. We're going to talk about why it's looking better than we all thought at the beginning. Big moves from Reggie McKenzie. Is it the salary cap or is it just player crap? I don't know. We're going to hit on that because that's huge. Route is pumped out of Oakland. I kind of like this move. I'm going to tell you why. And, of course, the bone line. Got to get on that bone line, you guys. You know it's off season, but there's things going on in Oaktown. We got to be concerned, but we also got to be pretty happy. I'm pumped about this next year. Uh, you should be, too. We're going to hit that bone line pretty hard, and then that should do it for this show. Before I get rolling, I just want to uh, tell you guys what's been happening with Raider Crane. I got uh, two hernias at a fire last month, and I'll be going in for surgery here on Friday. Uh, So I've been kind of disheveled, going through tests, this and that. So it's been kind of inconsistent. I know there's been a lot of news, but I haven't been able to hit it like I want to hit it like today. So bear with me. We'll be doing shows every week because I'll be stuck at home uh, recovering from my surgery. So that'll be cool. There's a lot that's going to be going down here. So let's get to the first story of the day, shall we? Hey, usually it's that way for the Oakland Raiders. When old Al Davis was ahead in the team, you just didn't know who the coaches were going to be or if there'd be any continuity between the the coaches. And it seemed like that at the beginning of this coaching search uh, with Dennis Dennis Allen at the beginning. However, Greg Knapp hiring was a very alarming message sent uh, throughout the Oakland Raiders and the Raider Nation. And I myself was very doubtful uh, about the capacity of this guy to to really bring us to the next level. And then the Al Sanders uh, retention came into play, and it put that to bed. Well, here on the local FM Sports Channel, they were saying this. John Dickinson, our 95.7 The Game Raider and Warrior Insider here with the Rise guys. Al Saunders retained by the club as a, some kind of special assistant. Did that surprise you, J.D.? 
you know, it, it surprised me that he remained after the Raiders hired uh, Greg Knapp and after he was allowed to go interview for the position in Kansas City. I, I felt at that point that the ship had sailed and, and Saunders would, would make his way uh, potentially back to, to Kansas City where he had been previously. I, I think it's a, a, a nice surprise, really. I mean, I had originally believed before Greg Knapp was hired, that there would be a strong consideration given for him to remain uh, as the offensive coordinator, sort of, you know, keeping some familiarity uh, to what Carson Palmer had learned uh, the second half of the year when he came over from the Bengals. Uh, But I I like the fact that he is being kept around uh, for Dennis Allen to sort of bridge the gap between uh, the offense that they ran last year, which was relatively productive, and and what Greg Knapp's going to try to do uh, this year under Dennis Allen. The Raiders have retained Al Saunders, a great move, and you can see how the continuity of the offense will not change much uh, with Greg Knapp and Al Saunders working together to maybe make a little bit better offense, maybe change it a little bit, but the continuity that's there, we have a good offense. There's no reason to really change it very much other than some player personnel moves. I think that the offensive game plan was exciting, it was great to see. It was it was uh, a great thing to see the Raiders actually moving the football and doing some real positive things, exciting things on the field. Not to say that winning wasn't bad either, because we did win some games with this prolific, and I'll use that word, offense. Carson Palmer will be much more comfortable, which is what we really want in this first season of a new coaching regime. We definitely have to have the offense, which is a strong port of the Oakland Raiders, ready to roll because, uh, you know, the defensive side needs a whole lot of work. Rich Cannon had an interesting take on this subject, so we're going to listen to what he's got to say. Rich Cannon is taking the drive with Tierney and Davis right now on 95.7 The Game. And, of course, uh, Rich, former MVP, league MVP with the Raiders, CBS analyst, as we wrap up what's been a great year of conversation. Richie, how you doing, bud? Guys, it was, I'm doing great. It was great to see you last week in Indy. Uh, what a great uh, host city. And, of course, uh, it turned out to be an unbelievable football game. Reggie McKenzie certainly turned some heads in Raider Nation. I think throughout the NFL, Stanford Route, who was making a lot of money, got cut. Um, I, first of all, do you think that it was completely about the money, or was it based solely on football? How, how did you view that decision to to move away from Stanford Route? Brent, I never think it's just one or the other. I think it's a combination of factors. I think certainly the money had a lot to do with it. They need to get under the salary cap. They they have some issues. They have to cut some, uh, you know, cut some salaries. I think that combined with you know, what they were getting in return in terms of his, his quality of play. Look, the defense did not play well, particularly in the last five six weeks of the season. And there are going to be some other changes, some painful decisions. I, I think as Reggie uh, and Coach get ready to uh, make over this team, I think to be a lot of changes, particularly on defense. Well, you. You talk about that because of the way things happen on defense. Who is safe on the defensive side of the ball? I think Richard Richard Seymour and Tommy Kelly to start. I mean, those two guys uh, are the big cogs inside, and, and uh, you know, I think the safety's played well this year. I think other than that, you know, I think there's a lot of a lot of players that uh, should be worried, particularly the guys that are making lots of money. I mean, I just think that you look at the, uh, the you know, the production that they got based on the money they shelled out. They shut out a lot of money. This is a defense. A lot of guys are there making a lot of money on defense. And quite frankly, the, the performance, the effort, and the finish just not good enough late in games. And that's why they uh, – that's one of the reasons why – 
you know, they, they made the change, and uh, I think that, that they've got to get this defense straightened out. Rich, just just how much work does Reggie McKenzie have in front of him, top to bottom, do you think? Well, I think he's got a lot of work, guys. I think, I think it starts with the salary cap. I think it starts with some really tough decisions there as he kind of reshapes this roster. I think, uh, you know, they're still rounding out the coaching staff, and then I think from there – He's got to go around the building and figure out who stays and who goes and who gets reassigned. I mean, he's got. I think. I think there's. You know, he's got his, his priority of things he wants to get taken care of. But I think there's going to be a lot of change in the building. I'm not just talking about the football side of it in terms of. I think that you know he wants to get the front office straightened out. I think he wants to also look at the personnel department, the scouting department, all those things. Uh, I think that he'll continue to make some changes as we we uh, we, we get through the next couple months here. Well, realistic expectations from a fan standpoint, how patient should they be during this change? Well, guys, I think you look at it. I mean, 8-8 eight and eight last year, and, and uh, let's be honest, they did, did not play good the last uh, month of the season, particularly on defense, as I mentioned. And you look around the division, I think there's there's reason for hope if you're the Oakland Raiders. I mean, the, my goodness, you know, Denver goes 8-8. Eight and eight. They, make the, they, make, they win the AFC West. Kansas City goes 8-8. Eight and eight. And, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, San Diego goes eight and eight, and Kansas City uh, replaces their head coach. So I think there's, you know, there's, there's, it's not that far off in terms of getting back and being one of the dominant teams in the AFC West. I don't think it's a very strong division right now. And I think you're right. Talking to Rich Gannon, former MVP, the Raiders, of course, uh, CBS broadcast team and analyst, and, uh, and a good one. And we got to hook up with Rich in Indy. It was good to, uh, to actually meet him and, and talk in person. And Rich, listen, I saw you talking with all the, the executives and all the, all the NFL personnel people. You're obviously very piped in. What kind of a vibe did you get? If there is a market, if, if they decide to trade Darren McFadden, the Raiders, what do you think the market might be? I think there'd be some teams that would have interest. I don't know that people think he'll be in every down back when you look at his injury history. And guys, that's what really concerns a lot of people. I, I think last year, to the first five or six weeks of the season, my goodness, I thought he was having an MVP type year. I mean, he was playing incredible football. There's no question the guy is ultra talented. But you look at his injury history, and that's got to concern you, particularly with, with the foot and the ankle and those type of things. He's missed a significant amount of play time. And when you look at the amount of money that the Raiders are committed to him, I think that has to be concern would you trade him how much do you gain by getting rid of that guy i think that you know i think they've got to look at all options i think as you look at where this team is right now and they got issues with the salary cap and i think you've got to look at you know the future and some young players and i think you got to say to say to yourself well, what can we possibly get from mcfadden i would certainly entertain discussion to see about what what you know what what's out there who has an interest and what they're willing to give up particularly in light of the fact guys that they have, you look at the draft they really don't have much in, in the way of picks <laughs> i mean they're going to be essentially uh a non-factor the first day of the draft i mean they need to, to work themselves up there to have some picks to re- rebuild this roster and if you can move a guy like me fadden i think it certainly would, would entertain those discussions agreed you know rich we can waste everybody's time and talk about drew Brees, who who's actually technically a free agent he's going nowhere the one name that that might move and the prominent was Mario Williams. Uh, and Eric, I, Eric and I kicked this around yesterday. Do you think that one of the Bay Area teams makes a, a serious move for Mario and try to maybe lure him away from the Texans? Well, I think that I think the Texans is another team that I think would have that discussion. Look, he's making a lot of money. Uh, he didn't, you know, he got hurt this year, and the defense was number two in football and played really well. And Connor Barwin and some of those other guys really filled in and played great in Way Phillips before system. So I think that, that if it's a team out there that's interested, I think that certainly the Houston Texans would will listen. And I think that uh, you know the Raiders, the Forty ers teams that uh, could use another big body along the defensive line of scrimmage. He's an ultra talented guy. He's really kind of come into his own the last couple of years. 
big, strong. Uh, I think he's gotten better, not just a pass rusher, but as an every-down player in terms of playing the run. Uh, very explosive, long arms, uh, very uh, a tough guy to block on the edge, and I think the, the Raiders are in desperate need of more perimeter players that can get pressure on the quarterback. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, this young kid, Jason Tarver out of Stanford, a co-defensive coordinator. I mean, I've got a lot of ifs and buts and whats about that decision. However, seems to me through the rumor mill, he seems to be another bright up-and-coming guy, uh, definitely a smart guy uh, who will take the defense and maybe expand the dimensions. And what I mean by that is go into some fresh areas that it hasn't been in so many freaking years. Defense standardly has been run the Al Davis way, and maybe it's time to change. He's a young defensive guy. He also has the advantages of our head coach, Dennis Allen's experience at defense. I'm sure he's not going to stand by himself. I'm sure Dennis Allen will have his hands in there, and what he did for Denver's defense will translate to Oakland immediately, I am sure. We just picked up Terrell Williams from Texas A&M. He's going to be the new defensive line coach. And incidentally, I'm sure he's doing personnel evaluations yesterday. Our coaching staff is coming together pretty doggone good. Much better than I thought. And I know it sounds kind of weird because all these, uh, all these guys from all these different places coming together. But that's the NFL. That's how it works. These guys have to come together, make a consensus. The head coach and general manager of the Raiders are not stupid. They came together, looked and interviewed these guys, went through over and over and over to find out the best match for the team. The team doesn't stop with the players, folks. The team is with the coaches as well. It's a coaching team. I think we have a very strong coaching team. It's very young. Very inexperienced, but that's how all teams that end up with a championship ring start, and that's where I think we're headed. Look, the AFC West was won by the Bronco Hose with an 8-8 eight and eight season. They had a terrible team, and the next one, San Diego and the Chiefs, I mean, we're all right there. The division is still up for grabs. I'm looking forward to next season. We have a great opportunity to take it, and I mean take it big, Take it from me, and that's a fact, and that's all I have to say about that. McKenzie drops the bomb in the locker room. <laughs> you gotta love it. Yo, sound the bell. School is in, sucker. Hammer time. I pull around the world from London to the Bay. It's hammer, go, hammer, empty hammer, yo, hammer, and the rest can't go in play. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. The Oakland Raiders decide to part ways with Stanford. I can't cover anybody for my life route. The most penalized defensive back in the NFL and self-proclaimed pro bowler. This is one of the reasons why I think this knucklehead got cut. He was one of these guys that's left over from the Al Davis. We're going to give everybody as much money as possible uh, because I like them kind of guys. Well, here on the local FM Sports Channel, they were saying this. Right now, Don Banks, 
one of the great NFL writers, SI senior NFL writer, is on the drive with Tierney and Davis, 95-7 the game. Reggie McKenzie uh, shaking and moving things a little bit, already shaving yep. a relatively prominent name for the roster, and that's Stanford Route. Uh, they save roughly $5 million in the process. Who's next? I mean, should should Domino's, should we expect Domino's to start falling here? Well, I thought it was a classic move when a new regime takes over. They're looking to make a statement. I think Reggie McKenzie said this guy obviously has been overpaid. We were shocked when he got the contract. And I think his performance slid in the second half of the season. He got picked on. I think Reggie McKenzie thought this is a quintessential player who's not worth what we're paying him. And he also saw it as a potential message to the rest of the locker room. If they can cut... Stafford Route, their best cornerback, quote unquote, they can cut anybody. And I think there's a certain amount of psychology that always goes into a move like that and you hope it has it has a trickle down effect on others who may be thinking they're on scholarship and they're really not. Well, how safe is Richard Seymour? He has another one of those yeah. bonuses sitting out in front of him as well. I would only say that Seymour strikes me as a kind of player that McKenzie probably at first is going to try to evaluate very closely. And, and he's probably more like Reggie McKenzie sees as part of the, the solution than the problem. Now, we know he, he had his moments in New England with Belichick, but he he hasn't produced to the level that they're paying him. I, I will grant you that. I'm just not sure he falls into the heading of guys that Reggie McKenzie is going to come in and whack. It's one thing, uh, a player of Ralph's level. It's another thing, a guy with the pedigree of Seymour. Don Banks, good work. SI senior NFL writer. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Okay, guys. Have a great weekend. J.D. John Dickinson, our Raider insider. How surprised are you with what the Raiders did? Reggie McKenzie, cutting route. Yeah, you know, I guys, I didn't think that it would be necessarily the first move that would be made, but as we talked about a couple of days ago, I mean, everything we thought we knew about the Raiders organization has completely changed, and I think that Route could be the first of a couple of guys that, that are looking at a, a similar fate. I mean, you look at Route uh, last offseason, restructured, he got three years added to his deal, $31.5 million, $20 million of that, guaranteed and route was a guy that had restructured previously and it wouldn't surprise me if they asked him to do it again and and he's a very prideful guy he's a guy that has a pretty high opinion of himself but i'm not saying that necessarily is a cut but he believes hey i'm worth what they said i was going to be paid and and it wouldn't surprise me if he said no i'm gonna make you guys essentially cut me now what are the guys that you just mentioned some Name well, you didn't mention any names, but you said you wouldn't be surprised if there are some other guys that this starts happening too soon. What other guys are you talking about? Yeah, one of the reasons that I, this happened with Route today was the fact that he was simply he was owed five million dollars as a bonus uh, had he been on the roster tomorrow. And there's a couple other guys, uh, Michael Huff, he's due a four million dollar bonus as well coming up in mid-March. John Henderson uh, has a $4 million base salary for 2012. And you look at Henderson, who was still walking with the aid of a cane uh, late in December and, and on into the after the final game of the season when the Raiders lost uh, at home to San Diego. Uh, Cameron Wimbley is a guy that's going to make over $10 million. And Richard Seymour has a $7.5 million bonus, guys. So yeah, Stanford route. I think the message was sent to some of those other guys that their name could be on the chopping block as well. Well, J.D., there's a couple of ways to read it. Uh, Obviously, one is cap management or just plain old, we're paying you too much, and the other is 
You led the team in penalties. You're hereby cut. Where where do you fall on that? Well, I think it's a combination of both. I mean, when you look at it, I mean, Stanford Route was a guy that was paid as a top-level corner and didn't produce as a top-level corner. I mean, the Raiders and Al Davis essentially chose Stanford route over Namdi Asimwan, and Namdi didn't exactly have the greatest year of his career when you look at what went on there in Philadelphia. But yeah, you know, route he covered relatively well. You know, I would say overall, but when you look at the touchdowns and the penalties, that completely negated, uh, you know, the coverage. Let's say between the twenties for Stanford route. I mean, he was given up points and he was given up big time first downs and and was as culpable as anyone as to why the Raiders didn't make the postseason when you look uh, at, at the way he covered even just in that Detroit game alone with some of the penalties late. So I think it, it's part cap. I think it's a large part performance, and I think it's also sending a message that uh, the guys that were you know, Al Davis guys and Stanford route could really be a, a poster child for that. Uh, those guys are, may not be welcome anymore. Hey, John, with route cut, and I'm I'm – going to presume he's not re-signed at a lower salary if he's gone who's the number if he was the number one cover for better or for worse who now is the number one cover <laughs> currently on the roster i mean it's a combination of of chris johnson uh demarcus van dyke and, and chimdi chekwa and the latter you know two of those were, were rookies last year and and guys that uh, at least the old regime, I'm talking about the Hugh Jackson regime, uh, you know, didn't have enough confidence in Demarcus Van Dyke. At least Chekwa ended up injured and, and uh, on injured reserve towards the end of the year. But the previous regime there, the Hugh Jackson regime, uh, believed so little in Demarcus Van Dyke's ability to play consistently that they brought in Lito Shepard, and, and Lito Shepard essentially got torched, really, the last three or four games of the season. So, no, the Raiders are going to have to add uh, a corner. I don't. I don't see them going with with the two youngsters uh, immediately. John Dickinson, our ninety five point seven, the game Raider and Warrior Insider here with the Rise guys. Al Saunders retained by the club as a, some kind of special assistant. Did that surprise you, JD? Uh, you know, it, it surprised me that he remained after the Raiders hired uh, Greg Knapp and after he was allowed to go interview for the position in Kansas City. I, I felt at that point that the ship had sailed and, and Saunders would, would make his way uh, potentially back to, to Kansas City where he had been previously. I, I think it's a, a, a nice surprise, really. I mean, I had originally believed before Greg Knapp was hired, that there would be a, a strong consideration given for him to remain uh, as the offensive coordinator, sort of you know keeping some familiarity uh, to what Carson Palmer had learned uh, the second half of the year when he came over from the Bengals. Uh, but I, I like the fact that he is being kept around uh, for Dennis Allen to sort of bridge the gap between uh, the offense that they ran last year, which was relatively productive, and, and what Greg Knapp's going to try to do uh, this year under Dennis Allen. We're speaking with Mike Lombardi, John Lund, Greg Poppy here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, the Raiders released Stanford route today. He was due the money. Do you think this is an isolated thing, or do you think this is a sign that the Raiders are going to blow this thing up? Well, look, Reggie McKenzie got a five-year contract. Dennis Allen, I think, got four years. I think now's the time to take it on. Now's the time to clean up the cap. Now's the time to correct some of the overpayments to fix the team and build the team in the style and the manner that you wanted. I think I think Reggie's got five years of security. That's an awful long time in the National Football League at significant money. So I think he's got the opportunity to do what he wants to do with the team, and he's got to craft a team that he feels is in his mind and is suited to him, and I think he's got to do that. I mean, look, the Raiders gave 
up 31 touchdown passes last year. They're supposed to be a coverage team, and they couldn't cover anybody. So I think, you know, any move he makes is going to be beneficial to the team, and he's got to protect the cap. The cap in two years will jump significantly. But in the first two years, as he's trying to get this team together, I think he's got to get rid of the cap cap mistakes and not worry about who's going to replace them because even with them, they didn't play effectively. All right, so so what do they move on now without Stanford? Is there any way they would bring Stanford back under a uh, reduced salary, Mike, and, and handicap the cornerback market out there, the Cortland Finnegans and the, the Brandon Cars? Who would fit, do you think? Well, you know, it depends on what Dallas Allen wants to do. It was used to be easy to figure out what the Raiders wanted at corner. I mean, look, Van Dyke, uh, Stanford Rauch, Chris Johnson, they just find fast guys that could run. I get the sense they'll be a little bit like the Packers and still a press, but, you know, they got to be, they have to have the cap room to go out and buy a corner. I think it's going to be difficult to do that once they clean up this cap. I think they're going to have to try to just focus on the draft and try to find players in that area. I mean, that's what Green Bay has always done. Green Bay was not a big spender in free agency for the most part. So I think it's going to be the market and free agency for the cars, the Finnegans. Those are going to be expensive players. I don't know if you want to bring Route back at a reduced number. I never felt like that was the smart play to do because the guy never gets over. It's easy to take less money somewhere else than it is to take less money in front of your peers when you get harassed and you get teased in the locker room. I don't think it always works out. The times are changing in the Oakland Raiders. The times are changing dramatically and fast. Stanford Route didn't realize it. Of course, his ego was so huge, no one could talk to him anyway. The guy had to go. He was a self-proclaimed pro bowler without the pro bowl essence. In other words, he played like crap. And the fact that he could ring his own bell doesn't make a bit of difference to me, and I don't give a rat's ass where he goes in the NFL. Goodbye. Nice talking to you. The money he got should have been given to Nambi, and we would have at least one corner that would be solid in Oakland today. Not to say that Nambi would have stayed. I think that he had already decided to go. So on this, this situation, the whole news, all the mainstream media went all over the place about what's going on and how this whole thing is changing. Well, let me explain it to you. McKenzie got a five-year contract. That's five long seasons. And so did Allen got a four-year contract. Raider Nation, I've told you this a long time ago. I'm going to tell you now. With the new general manager and coaching staff, there are going to be some huge changes. Huge. This is just part of the beginning of the process. The free agency is here. Uh, That's what McKenzie's specialty is, is free agent acquisition. One of his very best things that he does So let's let the magic happen. He had to get rid of this humongous contract, and that's not the only one. We have several players that have to be taken a look at. John Henderson, I love Big John. Big guy, he's tired, he's injured, he still was walking around on a boot and crutches. I don't think he's going to get that $4 million guaranteed money. I think they're going to cut him. Cameron Wimbley, he's another guy who Al Davis loved, got all the money, And he's just sitting there being quiet. He's going to have to stab up and restructure his contract or be gone because our linebackers were nothing to shout about last year, even Aaron Curry. Even though he was in a lot of tackles, he played very well. We're going to have to take a look at his contract too. Huff, Huff Daddy is due some big money, and I don't believe that he's going to get that money. Our secondary was the worst I've seen it in years. 
and he was part of the problem. Uh, the only really solid players on defense, I think, are the defensive line and actually the safeties. Everyone else is up for grabs. And I say up for grabs like you're out of here. Our defense needs a huge change, and I think it's coming. Kelly is another guy, $50 million. I don't think he played like $50 million last year. There's talk about Seymour. He's staying. For the just the fact of his attitude and the way he is a representative of our team, I think he has to stay. He didn't play that well last season, and I don't know if that was his fault or not. I think Brainless Man had a whole lot to do with that defense's folly, and I think his defensive plan blew ass, literally. Now there's been talk of us trading Darren McFadden. Like uh, we, there's been rumblings like he should be traded. He's an injury waiting to happen. And you know what? Do you think we're the only guys who know that? His trade value is garbage. Why trade a guy who was on the way to a Pro Bowl season before he got injured and not get the value from him, really, that you could get if he did have a, a Pro Bowl season? That's ridiculous. I see us keeping Darren McFadden. And I also say it like I've said it before, they need to rotate him out and not beat the living daylights out of him. Our uh, compadres, and I lose that, use that term loosely, across the bay had the same problem with Gore, their first string running back, who continually got injured regime after regime until somebody figured it out. Hey, let's not use this guy every down. Let's throw somebody else or a couple guys in there and give him a break. Genius idea. This is what I think will happen with McFadden. I don't think he's going to go anywhere, and I don't think he should go anywhere. He's our number one running back, and we should keep him that way. And incidentally, Bush is coming up for a contract. That's something we'll have to look at, too. I don't like Taiwan Jones. I don't think he's very good. I don't think he's very good at all. So we'll have to see, man. But I think Bush and McFadden are our running backs. Uh, along with Marcel Reese, who I think is a great fullback. We have a great running attack, and we need to keep that solid team of runners in check. We got to keep them together, and I think that's a great thing for our team, but we shall see what happens. Look, this season is a very unusual season. Last year, you know, the lockout and all that was going on, so a lot of teams, the majority of teams, gave players a single-year contract. So, on an average season, you're looking at about maybe 400 free agents. That's an average of, you know, several seasons in a row. This season, there are 600 free agents, 200 extra guys. That means teams with salary cap issues, teams with personnel issues, there's a lot of free agents that they aren't going to be able to pay. There's a lot of people that are going to be on the street available to be picked up. I think the Raiders are in a great position doing this. I think we're in a great spot. Renzi McKenzie is going to clean up this cap mess, and I mean pronto because they already started, and we will be able to pick up some free agents that will benefit our team immediately. This is a good thing. Mario Williams is out there. Dwayne Bowe is out there. There's a bunch of guys that are, you know, they're not thinking about bringing Mario Williams back. What a great line defensive line player that would be. 
Off the edge, he's brutal. We could afford him. We could take him. Dwayne Bowe is a fantastic receiver. I mean, he's great. I'm just saying those are just two of very many, many, many names that are out there and are ready for the picking. And I see McKenzie making some big-time changes this season. This is when he can do it. We have all the free agents in the world. We have to cut the fat, and I see this is the beginning of the fat cutting. So stay tuned, man, because things are going to come down big time. I think a lot of contracts are going to be restructured because there is a glut of talent out there waiting to be picked up. And I think that's really good for our team because we have the management now to take advantage of this. And it's not going to be like days of old where we waited to the last second to take care of business. Uh, It's going to be like days of now where business is done now to make sure we're prepared to go into the OTAs and training camp. Incidentally, I like Reggie's plan, and this is what I think it is. I could be wrong, but my guess would be this. First, take care of all the overpaid players on the team. Be looking for free agents available, ready to sign. Keep the players you need. Just look at the team in general, which is what he's doing. Once he settles in on the players and continues to work that end of the roster, then I'm telling you, Reggie's going to go throughout the building. He's going to look at our our scouting staff. He's going to look at our ticket sales staff. He's going to start looking in that building to change things to make it a building full of people wanting a championship, not people just coming for a job, not for people that just want to come and say, oh, yeah, I work for the Raiders. Yeah, uh uh-huh. No. People who work in that building are want to be, we're going to go to the Super Bowl and win it, people. I'm telling you, man, from the janitor to the guy who who runs the show, Reggie McKenzie, things are going to change in Oakland. It's not happening overnight, but it's a good thing it's not. He's evaluating everyone. And let me tell you, this is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to changes in this organization. I, for one, am jazzed. I am looking forward to it. We will have growing pains. So what? The future is bright for our team, and I am jacked about it. I am so happy. This is what we've needed for years. Get all that garbage out of the closet. Paint it. Restructure it. Do a closet remodel because that's the only way this team is going to get to a championship. And I am sure we're going to get there. We're definitely going to take the division next year. I don't care about the naysayers. I'm telling you, we have all the players in place to do it, and we'll have more talent next season. Watch it happen, people. And that is all I have to say about that. Let's get to the bone line. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Check it out. We got to get you on the bone line. You got to get on there. Ladies, let's not be shy. I know the football season's not here. I know it's hard to look at the NFL after the Super Bowl. But the Raider Nation never stops ever looking at the team. And since there's so many changes, and it's going to get even more crazy than it has already, uh, we're going to have some bone line calls. Uh, that's a fact. Let's see who's first. Our first caller is Raider Mike Honcho. He's talking about the Hall of Fame. I call it the Hall of Game because that's what it is. It's a big game. That's all it is. Uh, check it out. 
Yo, Raider Nation. It's Raider Mike Hacho. I'm just calling in to voice my frustrations about Tim Brown being snubbed once again in the Hall of Fame voter voting. I'm, I'm absolutely disgusted. I hate it. And uh, fuck the Hall of Fame. It's a joke. Bye. Well, man, you know, Tim Brown's going to get into the Hall of Fame. He has no doubt but to get in the Hall of Fame. Now, whether it's going to happen in his lifetime, I don't know. I think that really depends on whether the Raiders do anything that's spectacular. If we go to the Super Bowl and win it, then you can guarantee that Brown is going to get in there right away. But as long as we flounder out here, uh, we're not going to get the attention. The players of the past aren't going to get the attention. That's the way it is. It's a popularity contest. And that's how it rolls. Uh, I, I, I feel the same way about the Hall of Fame. I think it's really become a Hall of Shame in my book. Thanks for the call, brother. And next, we have one of my favorite, favorite bone line callers. He's consistent. He has a great take on things. Very smart Raider fan. But he's in the hospital, man. My brother, Obi-Wan Raider. Let me handle that for you, brother. Obi-Wan. Raider. Check him out. What's up, Raider Nation? Obi-Wan Raider here, calling in from Houston, Texas. Minus the sound effects, I don't have the long capacity right now, guys. Uh, a couple of revelations, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, as I sit here looking out this hospital bed window. I just caught up... Uh, on all the different changes that have happened with our coaching. Uh, I'm going to get to Greg Knapp. Oh, believe I'm going to get to Greg Knapp, Raider Craig and Randy. But um, there's actually another coach that has me more worried about the future and one aspect of our high-potent offense, and that's our running backs. They picked up uh, Pollock from the Texans. Uh, to be the line coach, and that bothers me, and I think that could actually spell a bigger problem for us than Greg take a fucking nap while I go in the back and bang your wife. Nap. Um, Pollock is a zone-blocking purist like Tom Cable. Tom Cable fucked up and didn't use Darren McFadden the right way. We have Darren McFadden light, and um, oh, I can't think of the kid's name. We got him out of Washington, um, Oh, the running back, where's number 22? You guys know what I'm talking about. I can't think of it right now. Too many meds. But um, he will not flourish in his own blocking scheme. The power blocking scheme is better because that allows him to get to the outside. Bush would flourish in the zone blocking scheme because as quick and agile as the offensive linemen have to be, that takes care of a lot of the deep tackles, and that puts him up against the linebackers. And most linebackers cannot bring Bush down. Now, that may mean that they are definitely planning to sign Bush. Now, there's a flip side to that pancake, though. Being that he is a zone-blocking specialist, it's going to put Cooper Carlisle in a better position. It's going to put the light-ass Samson Santelli in a better position, who really struggled in the, the power-blocking scheme. Um, they retain Steve with new scheme, and I think that is to see if the experiment with the zone-blocking is going to work the first couple of weeks of training camp. Because if not, I really don't think Dennis Allen, from all the reports that you read, is he stupid enough to really screw something up that's working well in terms of the running game. That was our strength. 
Wisniewski is a power-blocking guard and a power-blocking coach. Don't be surprised when it's all said and done, when the season starts, to see an offensive line of um, Wisniewski moving over to center. you got Hayer, Stephon Hayer at left guard, Bruce Campbell at right guard, and then you have uh, Henderson at right tackle. And our left tackle is set with the kid out of Hillsdale. I'm sorry, guys, I can't think of the names right now. I'm really doped up. Um, but getting back to this Greg Knapp thing, he was absolutely fucking horrid. I could have shit mushroom, which I'm allergic to, and eaten fucking olives, which would have made me lose consciousness and draw up better fucking plans for me, make me lose oxygen in my brain, and have permanent brain damage and draw up a better offensive scheme than Greg Knapp did. Now, playing devil's advocate, there's a flip side to that too, Raider Greg and Raider Randy. Looking at what he did as a QB coach with the Texans, getting three quarterbacks ready to play. Regardless of what you want or where um, T.J. Hitch should have been drafted, he was a seventh-round quarterback, very, very mobile. And Knapp, for anyone who wants to bitch and complain about it, he had that kid ready to play. And he actually had better numbers than Schaub, especially on the deep ball. Now, if you look back to the press conference, Dennis Allen and McKenzie said the same thing Al Davis always says. The future of the Raiders is in the future and in his players. And I honestly think that Dapp was not only brought in because they wanted to give him another chance and he was one of Allen's boys, but because they really wanted to groom Terrell Pryor. Now, Carson Palmer is not a West Coast quarterback. He would never be confused as that. But I do think that they will have a couple of bootlegs just to mix it up. And I also think that Jason Campbell will end up being resigned because as we saw last year, and if you look at the Colts, you don't have a good second QB, you're fucked. And Campbell knows he's going to get a chance because the way Palmer stands in that pocket, he's going to get his ass kicked. I do like the fact they retained Skip Kelly, who was a running back coach, which is kind of making me think they're going to stick with the same philosophy. I just still don't know yet. The guy Hawkins from Kansas City was actually a really good pick. I know Seymour blocked those two field goals. But, um, you know, one thing Hoffman um, preaches is gap discipline on kickoffs and punt returns, and that was our Achilles heel last year. Our guys got out of gap um, coverage in their gap positions. That's why we had those returns for touchdowns on punts and also on uh, kickoffs. <laughs> Excuse me. I also like the fact that they hired uh, Griffin, who was a former fullback for us in 2007-2008. He was a really good lead blocker. That's when we did have Fargus. And we did have a, uh, oh, crap. I think uh, McFadden was there, too, in 08 the last year. He did a really good job. On that note, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, I know it took up a lot of time. I apologize for that, but I had to get back to you on that. Um, don't be surprised if the Raiders do get the defensive uh, coordinator from Green Bay, either secondary coach. And there's a lot of reports out there that the Raiders are interested in the defensive coordinator from Alabama. Um, as one Raider fan that posted on the blog, what they did to LSU was totally and utterly fucking humiliating. And that's what I want our defensive coordinator to do to every single fucking team we play. They don't even deserve to be in the same fucking league as Oakland. On that note, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, uh, thanks for all your prayers. Hopefully I'm out of this hospital soon. Obi-Wan Raider, out. Once again, great takes from my good brother, Obi-Wan Raider. I feel for you, brother. Let's say some prayers for my brother in the hospital, man. That is a brutal, brutal disease. Pneumonia is no joke, man, and you know that. So uh, all my blessings go out to you. All of our blessings go out to you, brother. 
Uh, we need you up here on the podcast bone line every time. I love your take on the coaching staff. I think it's coming up better than I thought. I think Al Saunders really kind of put the kibosh on Greg's nap. In instant impact on our offense. I think it's going to be a better, better staff than I thought. We got the Texas AMM guy. We're, you know, we're we're coming together. We're coming together with a good coaching team. I'm feeling good about it. Um, feeling good about the way the players are going to be receptive because we're starting to cut the fat. It's going to be a new day in Alameda. Thank you for the call, brother. I sure hope you feel better. Next, a good brother. My brother from Houston. Houston Raider Steve. What's up, man? Hello, Raider Nation. This is Houston Raider Steve. Boy, what a great Super Bowl, huh? I tell you what, I've been hearing all this stuff about Brady. He's going to be the best quarterback over Montana. Belichick was going to be the greatest coach for years. All I've been hearing is about is all these blowhard Patriots fans not giving anybody else any credit, talking all this smack, people saying, oh, they'll beat the Giants 34-20, to 20, and there's, it's not even going to be a contest, and just on and on and on. It's, you know what? Giants went down, took care of business. We're just sick of the national media. I'll talk about how great they are. Yeah, did you notice, by the way, that uh, when the Patriots played Baltimore, that was the only team that had above 500 record that they beat? But you know what? This made up for the tough game. All I can say is congratulations, Eli Manning. Congratulations, Tom Coughlin. Your coach has a lot of class, unlike Belichick. Don't say that Brady's the best quarterback of all time over Montana. Belichick is the best coach of all time. That's all I've been hearing about from your friend and mine, Colin Cowher. You know, he's an idiot. You know, he's always, you know, best Raiders, and he's always talking about Seattle and how he's such a huge Cowboy fan. He's always going front-running teams. You know what? Giants went out and took care of business. End of story. What a great day to wait in the season. And all I can say is we can't wait to play the Patriots again. My brothers and sisters, all the best. Every time I listen to podcasts or see the video cast, it makes me feel like I'm connected to Raider Nation to all of you. Thanks for being great friends, and I look forward to seeing you all this year out at one of the Raider games. And all I can say is, go Raiders! You know what? I'm I'm glad you called, and especially with this subject about this last Super Bowl. It was a good Super Bowl. The best thing about it is the Giants won. You know, before the game was over, they were already touting how Brady was the best quarterback and Belichick was the finest coach, and... They were already putting these guys on a pedestal. I hate the mainstream media for that garbage. And then when the Patriot Rats lost, it was dead silence. They didn't know what to say. They had all their stories primed for Brady wins, Belichick wins, and then Tom Coughlin. And, of course, the Giants defeat them again. Couldn't happen to a better team or a better guy than Bella cheat. I can't stand the Patriots and I cannot even stand even more. The mainstream media, um, you know, trying to spoon feed the public into thinking that they are the best. Oh, they're not because <laughs> they lost. Great call, man. Thank you for calling. Love your calls, brother. And next we have Raider Ray calling out of Stockton, California. 
What's up, Raider Ray? Hey, what's up, Raider Nation? Uh, this is uh, Raider Ray calling out of Stockton, California. I'm actually driving in my car right now. Um, it's been a while since I called the bone line, um, but I had a couple of thoughts on these uh, coaching staffs, the turnover we're getting. Uh, first off, <coughs> um, our new head coach. Uh, I think that might that should be a... <coughs> I mean, obviously there's nothing to judge these guys by, but he kind of reminds me of Cross of uh, a mix with uh, Arbaugh and uh, Gruden. You know, he's a fiery guy like Gruden is, and he's uh, he's a disciplinarian like Harbaugh is. So he might actually turn out pretty good. And I've been listening to some other um, ex-players, you know, different um, podcasts, interviews, and they all speak highly about this guy, like Champ Bailey or Chump Bailey. And Vaughn Miller, they didn't want this guy to go anywhere. I mean, they said they, you know, they really admired him and said he brought a lot of uh, strength and good coaching to defense. So, so that's a, that's a positive, man. But this uh, take a dirt nap, Greg Nap, offensive coordinator. I think it's a mistake, man. This guy, he's garbage. Uh, he's proven he's garbage. Why the hell we pick him up? I have no idea. They should have kept Al Saunders. We would have had a little uh, continuity on offense. That wasn't the damn problem anyway. It was the goddamn defense. So, yeah, that kind of sucks, man. I guess we're just going to have to ride it out and see what the hell happens. But that, that doesn't seem too smart to me. Um, and now, they, I guess today they they hired a defensive coordinator to do from Stanford, a young guy, 37 years old. Um, again, we have nothing to face this on. He's so we'll see how he goes. Um, I mean, anything's an upgrade for brainless man. So, but young guy, hopefully a fiery guy, bringing new ideas and turn this thing around. I think Stafford primarily ran a three-four though, so I don't know what the hell they're going to do in Oakland. But anyway, the Super Bowl's over. I'm glad the Giants won. I can't stand the fucking Patriots. They're garbage, and. Uh, so that's good there, and we'll see what happens next year, man. But you you, you notice in these Super Bowls, the one consistent thing is you have to have a quarterback. Seriously, a play-making quarterback to get the job done. And I think we got one in uh, Carson, man. He needs a little time. I mean, I know his mobility suspect, but, man, other than that, I mean, his, his arm is like a rocket. He can make those incredible throws. Um, he's really smart. So, yeah, I man, I think we'll be all right with Carson. He just, he just needs some continuity on that fucking offensive uh, shit. All right, my man. Uh, Raider Nation, take it easy. Uh, looking forward to the next podcast. And looking forward, most of all, to the next Raider season. All right, man, peace. Well, man, they did keep Al Saunders with some continuity on the coaching staff. I do like our head coach, and I like our defensive coach. I like our staff. It's coming together better than I thought, especially when Greg Knapp was hired. It was a real bummer. Uh, brought me down right away. But I see now the pieces are starting to fit together. Al Saunders got an opportunity to interview for the Kansas City Chief job. Evidently not good enough for them, thank goodness. Because uh, we got him back, and I'm glad of that. That makes huge difference in our coaching staff. And, um, well, 
I love that fact, and I think things are just going to get better. I like what's going on in Oakland, as you do too, and appreciate the call again, my brother. And next we have Cogs, the Raider, calling from South Florida. Let's hear what he got to say, man. I, I like it. Cogs, the Raider, calling from South Florida after that Super Bowl. And I uh, just want to tell you guys, it's really nice to have Brady have nightmares of a tuck for once in a while. And that would be tuck slamming him to the ground. So way to go, our fellow brother Giants. And uh, maybe we'll have a Raider Giants Super Bowl. Sound like a good plan. Um, other than the coaching changes and what's going on here, really not much to comment. Trying to give everybody a positive outlook and uh, not trying to bash the guy before he gets started. Uh, I do like cleaning house. I'm hoping they're going to do something with the front office as well. I think all of those people just need to walk. Anyways, uh, look forward to talking to you and hearing the show. I know it's uh, no football for the year, but uh, at least we can keep in touch with what's going on in the Raiders. Take care, everybody. It's funny that uh, you're not the only one that's uh, mentioned the tuck rule during that game and the fantastic ability for Justin Tuck to pummel Tom Brady was just kind of a can you say Karma Sutra? I say payback is more the case. Good for him and good for us because I can't stand the Patriots and I don't want to see them do any more. I want to see Tom fade away uh, big time. Thank you for the call, man. We're going to keep you guys in touch with the happenings in Oakland, Alameda. You know what it is. That's how we roll all year long. Thanks for the call, brother. And next, my good brother from East Oakland, Little Raider. What's up, man? So the Raider Nation, this little Raider out east side Oakland. You know, I'm over here in the flatlands, you know, right in the heart of Oakland. And uh, got a little little things to say. I ain't called in a long time. Probably since the beginning of the season, but let's get to it. Um... We got Dennis Allen. We got the the orange unicorn. That was a good hire, I guess. But what I'm not feeling is his coordinators and all these uh, position coaches. You know, Greg Knapp, he has experience. All right, I, I take that. But then we got some some defensive coordinator, co-offensive coordinator from Stanford. This seems to me like he's trying to get like a young green. Uh, Staff, which I'm not liking. I, I like an experienced staff. Seems to me like they're trying to go to a rebuilding phase or stage, and I'm I'm not happy with that because honestly, I think we're only a few pieces away from becoming, you know, a playoff team, and those pieces need to be addressed in free agency with a big time receiver and uh, some playmakers on defense a leader on defense, and, uh, yeah, maybe go after Mario Williams, which I doubt we'll get. But maybe we have a shot at a, a good receiver since there's a lot of receivers out, like Marcus Colston, you know, Vincent Jackson, Dwayne Bow, uh, all of them. Anyways, uh, I went off too long with Cell Raider Nation. Let's make this a positive offseason, and uh, go Raiders. Well, I know, man, I've been concerned about the coaching hires because we do have a young coaching staff. But ingrained in the young coaching staff are some serious veterans. 
And I think those are the guys that are going to bridge the gap in the knowledge and and actually the refreshing new guys along with the old guys. I think it's a great combination. Let's just see what happens, man. We got OTAs. We got we got things going on. Let's just see how the organization changes. I like it. I like the direction already. Uh, we got to be positive, man, because we got a new thing going on. We got a new team, new structure. I'm excited. You should be too, brother. And next, we have Raider Mike from Buffalo, New York. Man, I bet it's cold up in there. What's happening, Mike? Hey, Raider Greg. It's Mike from Buffalo, New York. I just want to touch on the Greg Knapp situation. My first reaction was not a positive one. But really, if you think about it, if you look at the history of Greg Knapp in the NFL, with San Francisco, with Atlanta, the Raiders, the Seahawks. He is not a miracle worker. He is not going to turn average players, bad players, to good players. He can't do that. He is as good as the talent is on the team. If you look at the Niners with Pro Bowler, Jeff Garcia, they had Garrison Hurst, T.O., they were a good football team with talent, and they were a top-five unit in the league. You look at his time in Atlanta. They had average talent. Mike Vick was good, but he wasn't great. He wasn't a great quarterback. They had average talent. They were an average unit, 15, 16 in the league. His time with the Raiders. You know, not to disrespect Justin Fargus or Ronald Curry, but let's be real here. Those are backups. Those are, those are not starters in the National Football League. They're not. They're just not. And they were bad. Jamarcus Russell, give me a break. You know what I mean? He went to Seattle. They had okay average talent. They were in the middle of the pack. He's not a miracle worker, but he is a good coach. He definitely has a plan. He has a system. We hired the the, the um, Houston Texans assistant offensive line coach. We're going to bring back the zone blocking scheme. The only thing is, though, the Raiders, we have talent now. I feel comfortable in saying that the team actually has talent at running back, at the offensive line with Vell here and with Newski. You know, we, I feel like we are a good football team. Like we have actual starters in the league, Daenerys Moore and Hayward Bay breaking out last year. And, you know, Carson Palmer, he, he could be a Pro Bowl quarterback. He could do it. This team has the talent to be a top 10 offense in the National Football League. I was not excited about the hire at first. I just let it sink in a couple days. I, you know, thinking about it, I think this could work out. I'm, I'm hoping for the best. That's it. Thank you, Raider Craig. Thank you, Raider Nation. Goodbye. Well, I was skeptical at first, like you guys heard on my last show, but you know, now that we kept Al Saunders, man, the continuity is looking good on the offensive side. I'm not worried anymore because that's something we need to keep going because our offense was pretty good. The defense is going to get worked out. You'll see. I'll see. And then uh, we'll all see. I think it can't be any worse than it was last year. Let's hope. Uh, I think we got a good thing coming, and I think you got the right right attitude. Let's just wait and see and be positive, brother. Thanks for the call. And next we have a familiar voice, Raider Tony, formerly of San Francisco. Not anymore, though. <laughs> What's up, brother? <laughs> Hello, Raider Nation and Raider Greg. Raider Greg, I'm a 
pretty stoked about next season, right? I uh, just saw that we hired back Al Saunders as a defensive consultant. And, uh, I mean, offensive consultant, excuse me, and uh, I'm pretty pretty optimistic about it. Bringing back Al Saunders is the best thing the Raiders could have done at this point. I'm still not happy about the Greg Knapp rehire. The guy's a retread and he has failed as an offensive coordinator every time that he's been one. So I'm still not necessarily happy about that. But I am happy about uh, bringing back uh, Saunders, you know, because our offense did pretty good last year. And uh, perhaps we can have some continuity on that on that side of the ball. And on the defensive side, well, what else is there to say? Bringing in this new guy that we've got, pretty awesome. It's it's always better for me, in my opinion, to bring in a guy that's fresh and new and from the college ranks and successful at the college ranks than uh, than hiring a retread. So I'm really happy bringing in this guy from Stanford. Did a great job there, and uh, I think he's going to do a great job for us, Raider Greg. I really think that the, the Raider Nation has a lot to be excited about because uh, we brought in some really good coaches and uh, or people that have the potential to be really great coaches and um, guys that will instill discipline and uh, cut out some of the shitty penalties and more importantly uh, eliminate the buffoonery that was going on with the play calling. You know, let's let's be real here. Buffoon play calling has been the defensive side of the ball all season last year, and uh, and I could you know we could even say off and on for the past eight years, and uh, culminating in this Chuck Bresnahan circus. But getting rid of that idiot and bringing in fresh blood, best thing that could have happened. I'm really excited about it. Raider Nation, we're going to stay on top, and uh, we're going to win the AFC West next year. Just watch. So uh, that's all I got to say. Can't wait for the next podcast, and can't wait to hear what the rest of you guys have to say. I'm out. My thoughts exactly on the Al Saunders continuity program. I think that's good. I think the defensive coordinator is a good move. Even though he's fresh from Stanford, he does have our head coach's a vast knowledge of defense, which is good. I think our defense is going to be okay, man. I think it's going to be all right. If we can keep the offense the way it is and improve vastly on the defense, uh, we got a lot of positive things coming. I'm excited. You're right. You should be excited. The Raider Nation should be very excited because the changes are just starting. And, uh, well, we'll see because there's going to be controversy all the way to the OTAs. Thanks for the call, brother. Now, this next guy is like my brother, for crying out loud. Literally, he, he almost, <laughs> we almost say the same thing about the same things. It's kind of scary. I love his takes. Uh, he's very, very um, acute at pointing out the things that we definitely need to have done, and I love it. So let's check him out. This is my good brother, Hell Raider. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, Hell Raider calling in about the uh, coaching choices. It's on a Thursday, February 9th. Choices suck for the most part, except for bringing back Saunders and maybe that wide receiver coach. 
think they're all pretty crappy. Some kid from, I'm 34, so anybody younger than me is a kid. Uh, the kid from, uh, or maybe he's a kid, I don't know. Kid from Stanford, Tarver, or wherever the hell he's from. I have no idea what they're doing on that. Greg Knapp, uh, he sucked. He wasn't really calling plays last year for the Texans. He got stripped. Cable, Cable for God's sakes, took his play calling ability. Um, every time I think of Greg Knapp, I think of him and T.O. getting in a fight on the sidelines back in the day and when he was in San Francisco. So I don't know what we're doing there. That's awful. West Coast crap, that stuff sucks. We don't have Jerry, uh, Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. So Carson Palmer is not uh, mobile, doesn't really have the ability to move and do that kind of crap. They're going to be relying very heavily on uh, the running game, which you know how I feel about that. Um, two biggest question marks. For one, Darren McFadden can't even stay healthy, and I think we all know he can't. So um, that's that. And then Michael Bush, we have to re-sign him. If we don't re-sign him, we are screwed because Taiwan Jones couldn't stay healthy himself. We have nobody after that. So to me, the strength on the offense is not the running game anymore, to be honest. I mean, there's a little bit, I guess I would say as long as we can keep Bush. But the strength of the running game is the wide receivers. I think we have the best young set of wide receivers in the game with Ford and Moore and uh, Hayward Bay. So I'm blown away by all this. A lot of people talking about negativity and some people in this and that. Here's the bottom line. Al Davis did a lot of great things, a great value of, evaluator of talent. Where Al Davis held this team back was he would not bring in quality coaches to do the positions they need to do. And the longevity, look at any team who is in the playoffs of the Super Bowl over this past season, and what is the key there? Every one of them had coaches who had been in tenure and been in places for a long time. So that's where Al was the problem. And now he's gone, and we're all thinking we're going to get some great new shiny Corvette, and we go out and get just, I don't even know what they're doing. The worst part is is that I'm not hearing that we're going out and, and getting and even trying to interview quality people. We're trying to interview people who either sucked or whatever, but now all these other coaches, I mean, go rob the Saints of their offensive talent. Go rob the Patriots. Go rob all these other teams. We're getting these people who haven't even ever coached in the NFL. What a joke. So I'm sorry, guys. I'm not uh, optimistic about it at all. And... Um, Really, the biggest thing to me is that the offense wasn't the problem. Other than injuries, the offense wasn't the problem. You're scoring 24, 25 points a game. It was the defense. And you go from getting Chuck Bresnahan, who we had, to some kid who's never even coached in the NFL, as far as I remember. The defense is what sucked. I don't personally think we have the weapons on defense. I don't think we have the talent on defense. I think, that, I think our secondary is a joke. I think everybody on the entire secondary sucks, except for Stan, or except for Tyvon Branch. I think all the other ones are crappy. Maybe that DeMarcus Van Dyke, we'll see what he can do maybe. But for the most part, overall, the secondary is terrible. McLean, he needs to go. He sucks. Jogging around, um, screwing around like he is, and then getting in trouble like an idiot, he needs to go too. Trade him. I just don't think we have the talent. I don't think we have the good coaches who we should have had, and I think the talent sucks. So, Anyway, um, all the ability in the world to go out and get quality coaches, and I just think we've done a really, really piss-poor job. So left a long message as usual, like I always do. I guess we'll see. All we can do is wait and see. I mean, 
but the problem is it's all potential, potentially to see what they did, so who knows. So, anyway, uh, I guess that's it until next time. How right out. You know, I, I can understand every frustration you have because I'm in the same boat in many ways. But in order for me to really look at this clearly, I have to remove myself from the old Raiders and old way of doing business because if I stay in that mindset, we're screwed. And I understand about the coaching search, too. Let me just get on that right now. Nobody wanted us to take their coaches. Nobody wanted to come here still because it's still an area where uh, coaches have been slogged and flogged and, you know, beat up and sent out of here with their tail between their legs so many years that it's a black hole of coaching. And nobody really wants to come to Oakland because of the history of coach beating that has gone on year after year after year. So I have no doubt that they tried to get the best coaches but they wouldn't get, weren't going to get them to come to Oakland because we do not have a proven office that is clean, that is clear, that is ready to go, and is focused. Once that happens, things will change. I like the staff that we have. I understand that it's fresh. I understand that it's rookie. I think we can do it with what we have this season. We have no choice. But the reason we didn't get big names is because people are still afraid of coming to Oakland. That's the way it is. The black hole of coaching. You come here, you're done. That's how it works. So, in essence, I think with the new manager, the new general manager, and the ability for him to see talent where other people can't, I think that's going to be a big advantage to us on the defense. And I agree totally secondary blows. We have the worst linebacking core in the NFL. Uh, McLean is a joke. He never really has done a whole lot of anything. He's getting all the money he needs to go. Cameron Wembley's being way overpaid. He's like a defensive end being paid for linebacker. Not a good thing. Aaron Curry was a good thing last season. But, you know, the money, once again. And Tommy Kelly was lazy last year. Seymour didn't play very well last year. I don't know if it was brainless man or what it was, but our defense totally screwed the pooch. Our safeties are good. I think they're great, actually. We're going to see a big change in the defense, personnel-wise, for sure. And we're going to see a big change in the way this team is coached, for sure. And we do have to just wait and see. I'm taking the positive approach. I think it's a good thing. No matter what happens, we're going in the right direction. We're structuring our organization to be successful in the future. I know it's going to suck for a while, but would you rather have this or would you rather have the same old Al Davis hiring one coach, hiring another coach, hiring another coach, and none of them being able to do what they're supposed to do without him telling them? I just think that that philosophy and that way of doing business was dead years ago. I like the Raiders where they are, and I certainly like the direction where they're going. And I appreciate you, brother, so very much. Keep calling. <laughs> Don't be discouraged. It will get better. And next, my good brother, Raider Steve from the IE. That's the Inland Empire for all those who don't know. Uh, I love it down there. What's happening, brother? 
Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Steve from the IE, California. I just wanted to chime in real quick. I was actually just listening to the podcast this morning from last week, and um, since the frustrations, I agreed with it on the Greg Knack uh, take-a-nap hiring. Um, but just also um, following Jerry McDonald on Twitter, um, overheard that they are bringing Al Saunders back to kind of mold him into that position. Seems kind of strange, I guess, uh you know, he he needs a trainer to show him how to become an offensive coordinator. I don't know what that position is going to entail, but the good news is Saunders is coming back, um, so hopefully we can kind of uh, keep some of those things that we're working into the playbook. Um, I really loved our offense last year. Like you said um, on the podcast, the defense was the problem. We got a defensive-minded coach. Um, I'm hearing good things about him. We also hired the uh, – defensive coordinator from Stanford uh, to join the staff. I'm not sure how I feel about that, only because he was fifth on the list of options. We got turned down quite a bit on the other end of things. But, you know, um, overall, uh, you know, got to be optimistic and excited. Um, hopefully things will turn around. I do believe we got the talent on this team. Um, I know we've heard it over and over for the last, gosh, 30 years that uh, we've got the talent. We just don't know how to put it together. Uh, I do believe with the general manager's help, um, with the head coach, with teaching his discipline. I think we are going to put that talent together, and I think we're going to see that next year. And I don't see any reason why, you know, call me crazy, but I don't see why we can't, with that talent on the team, go to a Super Bowl um, and win it. Um, I do not see why. It reminds me of 82-83 um, um, when they were the L.A. Raiders. Nobody believed in it. They had the talent. They put it together and, uh, and went on to win it all. So, um, you know, this is Raider Steve. I'm out. Well, Raider Steve, man, you, you put together a lot of stuff. I, I understand we all have to be positive about the outcome of this coaching staff. I am. I think that we're in the right right place and right time, especially with this insanely large number of free agents available, especially with the new general manager who's going to cut the fat, cut the guys on the um, – Al Davis train, uh, so to say, and then make some room for new players, new talent, especially on the defensive side of the ball. We have a defensive coach, man. We have a defensive head coach. That is huge. That will make up for the lack of experience for this Trevor guy, and I think uh, we're going to be okay. We're going to be just fine, and next year I look for victory in the West for sure. I don't know about Super Bowl, but I certainly see that we could take the West and I mean take it big, not just barely make it, but pummel the AFC West foes and take it with no doubts, no reservations, and make a statement that the Raiders are on the rise, and that means long-term, not just a flash in the pan. Thanks for the call and the positiveness, my brother. Last but not least... My good brother, Raider Rob from Maryland, man, all the way from across the country, the Raider Nation lives, baby. What's up, brother? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Rob from Maryland. Checking in, checking out the blog, seeing what's going on. Everybody's all negative about the OC and who left and all this other stuff. You know what? I'm excited. Dennis Allen seems like the real deal. Somebody who has a vision and is going to implement it and make these guys do what they have to do to be better. You know, Greg Knapp might suck, but he had 
to Busto as a quarterback, shitty offensive line, crappy skill players, ridiculous coaching. You know, for one, I'm really excited about where the Raiders are going. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. I live in Maryland. I can't be there with you guys, but we're coming to Baltimore next year, and I will be down there talking shit to my brother and all his friends because he's a ticket holder for the Ravens about a real football team coming to town. And I think that that's what Dennis Allen is going to bring to this team. That guy's no joke, man. I saw it. We all saw it in this press conference. That guy's like, Psycho. He's not going to tolerate these guys' bullshit. He doesn't care. He's a honey badger. He doesn't give a shit. Fucking Raiders. Hell yeah. I can't wait till I'm at the Super Bowl. When they're there, instead of reading about it on ESPN or any other newscast about whatever city is happening, when the Raiders are at the Super Bowl, I'm going to be there and it's going to be happening soon. We're moving in the right direction. Thank you for what you do. Awesome. I love it. Go Raiders. You got to love that take, man. I do. I love it because it's raw and it's real. And it comes from the heart. And I think that's where we all got to be from right there. I know I get pissed. I'm the first one to throw the gauntlet, brother. You know that. But I'm going to tell you, I think this is good for the organization. The things that are going on are going to be changing. There's changes. There's going to be ups and downs. But... Like I said, in the long run, man, we're going to be much better off. Way better. And when your coach is described as a honey badger, you got to love it. I love that. I'm going to start calling the honey badger. I love it. Great take. Because I think he's pretty fucking tenacious, honestly. And they they got another thing coming. When you can call around in the office and go, Stanford, thank you very much. Appreciate what you've done here. Goodbye. That's beautiful. I love that. I love the fact that it's going on. The change is wonderful. We're going to have to just look and see, but I believe there's bright times ahead for the Raiders. And, uh, man, you got to get your ass over to Oakland, put it in a seat, see a game, because I'm going to tell you that stadium in this next coming season or two will be sold out. And there are many, many people in the Bay Area that remember years ago, a two-year waiting list for a seat in the Coliseum. That is coming back, folks. I'm telling you right now. So if you can make it to a game, you should make it while you can because this team is going places. That's a fact. This is Raider Greg, and I am out. Out.